Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Mike check one two one two. What does it profit a man though to gain the whole entire world if what he stands for is based in nothing of value over a plan though? That's like biting off your thumb to spite your hand. My brother's keeper, yes I am. This is that makings of a man flow. Taking the limits off the places he think he can go. It hurts most when those close are your fam though. That sabotage for a better ride only to find they can't go. That grass ain't greener, the meaner the times. A tougher demeanor at times. The juxtaposition deeper you digging. The cleaner the shine. Painted diamonds are tainted souls. Face your friends and your foes. The dichotomy of being around the call. But you know, you the one that's chose the woes of gaining wisdom in this prison itself. Inflicted by this life that I'm living or maybe just feeling myself. Pride reside right on the cusp of autumn. Predicting the cold winter. This is food for the soul. I'm just whipping the whole dinner. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Black Korea. I am your host, FIFO 24-7, and I'm here with... Your boy, Shelton. Oh, it's your girl, Brandy Amanda. <laughs> and today we have a special guest. It's a battle rapper from Maryland True. by the name of Nails. True. Let them know who you are. What's good, what's they good, can what's find good you. people? Uh, K-Nails, K-A-Y-N-E-L-L-Z. Uh, you can find me everywhere under that. Uh, iTunes, music, every. You know, every streaming platform, every social media outlet is the same. Consistency he's, is key, baby. It is, and he's a lot more than a battle rapper. What's some of the other? So I, I do a little bit of everything. So outside of battle rap, uh, of course, I'm an artist. Uh, I, I rap, but I also do poetry, um, work on um, dabbling a little bit in film, uh, writing treatments. Um, I'm a writer first, so everything I do is centered around writing. Like yeah. everything I do is sitting around writing. That's what's, oh, we're yeah. gonna have we're gonna have I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get that number. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to we're gonna yeah. have to put somebody else on the, to the dead end platform. But um yeah. we're definitely gonna mm. try to get you on on the what Kevin. What's the name of the podcast? Hold it down Hold podcast. It down. It's a battle rap podcast that down. you can find on the dead end hip hop podcast feed the official dead and hip-hop podcast that's feed. what's up so mm -hmm. make sure you go check that out um they popping they funny as hell bro that's like, up, like bro. i think they're probably one of the funniest <laughs> like podcasts that we got going um but look y'all see what we're filming dead in studios so if you need audio video needs make sure that you follow us on dead in studios atl on ig Thanks. all of your inquiries all of that you know what i'm saying if you want to start a podcast you want to start a youtube channel this is the place that you want to come to um look man dead end we've been dead end for oh, almost next year will be 10 years wow um like, yeah we do numbers man yeah. like last year um collectively we did six million total six million plus total views on that's crazy man. Awesome. and i, yeah, I want to say i'm proud of y'all man yeah, I, don't you know that. It, yeah it's, it's it's ridiculous where you started from to get where you are now of course of course and i yeah. saw the grind i saw it appreciate and it appreciate it and then even the podcast network you know we've had a podcast network now for uh two years and the podcast network does over a million downloads a year that's crazy you know what i'm saying so and, and this year we're looking um 
we're actually running about 20% higher than we did last year. So yes. thank you for everybody downloading the podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Black Korea and everybody's consistency. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The yes. dedication and the grind because mm-hmm. you guys add to our network. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. But how was everybody's week? How was everybody's week? Oh, man. It's been a good week. I was on Dead End Sports uh, and uh, Frames Per Second yesterday. Speaking of which, and I, I was going to say it's funny because sometimes being up there with y'all, I'm thinking, dang, these these dudes I'm talking to right now. Mm. So you get caught up sometimes doing stuff like that. But it's it's been crazy. It's been a crazy week because I go from the studio to the studio uh-huh. doing the music stuff. And it's a lot. Yeah. But yeah. it's so, worth so it. So what's, what's your experience on there for the people? Let them know how what it's like being on Dead End Sports, Frames Per Second. Man, let me say this. It, it makes you have to step your game up when you're dealing with, with these guys because they know what they're doing. They already got their fans. It's kind of like it's kind of like you gotta you gotta find your niche and you gotta really really get in there and work your and be be on on point because you get called out real quick. It's like, like I learned that my first my first day being on. Um, is the, the mic song. still on? Yep. Boy, I got drilled. Like two minutes into the podcast, <laughs> I was getting drilled. It was, but they put it on the story, so that got lost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing that they lost that. Cause hey, them dudes, they showed me no mercy in them comments, and it's real time. So I'm like, man, yep. this is coming now. Like, yeah, yeah. and they drilling me. That's so up. yeah, Brandy. I know you was dealing with um, a lot going on with your dad and everything. How's that situation? He has progressed so much over the last week. Um, it really feels like the this last week has been a blur just mm-hmm. because been in and out of the hospital, just trying to keep everything together, my home life, everything. So, um, but he's doing very well. They took the tube out and he's eating and I think he'll be home by tomorrow. So That's what's up. Really That's what's up. That. That's what's up. So yeah. um, obviously you guys are watching the podcast right now. Um, two of our co-hosts are not here so andy's dealing with the coronavirus personally <laughs> hey he went to korea came back he fucked up you know yeah should i come in nah, no andy stay <laughs> at home he's been out for three weeks or he's been coughing for three weeks yeah, so coughing, I, yeah. yeah he said he's going to the doctor tomorrow so hopefully you know he gets that resolved and what was up with kp kp is um booking shows in, the bag. in colorado oh, yeah, yeah he's securing the, the bag. bag hey man so, get that bread bro yeah and he better have black korea on one of them shows out there in Colorado too. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, okay, now, he how, 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 how USBs to smoke. That's what he doing. That's what he got the USB. <laughs> he, he, he trying to get that great A. He trying yeah. to get straight USB. He trying to open up a USB business. That's what's <laughs> right. Okay, now, how was um how was your week, man? How's been your month? Um, it's been good. Uh, extremely busy. Uh, I got a lot going on from uh not only battle rap, but I'm finishing up a well. I've completed a solo album. Um, I got a collective of people. That I work with, uh, produce. I got a group that I work with. We go by the Rec Shit Club, and then I'm a part of a collective. Uh, a lot of my friends and stuff from high school. You know, we just looked up like, damn, we all doing this and we doing it at a high level. We gonna mm-hmm. be stronger together. One hundred percent. So we formed a collective called Children, um, and it's just crazy dope. So I finished my album is complete. It's in the uh, mix and master stages uh, now. Uh, so I've been working on that. I gotta go up to Maryland this weekend. Uh, I leave tomorrow actually. Cause I'm hosting a battle up there this weekend. I'm just hosting it, uh, but I'm also uh, I'm going back to Maryland. So I decided to have like a private listening session for the album while I'm home. Bad, um, bad. So I just been you know putting that together and things like that. Uh, that's been my main focus for like this week and this month. And it's just so many moving parts. Like you realize that creating the music 
um, is the easiest part. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, put me in the studio all day, yeah. right? Put me in the studio all day, yeah. I'm good. But mm-hmm. uh, now, you know, and, and when you independent, you not. it ain't like I'm relying on a team of people like mm-hmm. me and a couple of the homies that we got. You know, we pretty much doing everything. So we got to oversee photo shoots and the yeah. creative aspect, picking out the look for the album, the textures that we want to feel to accompany the music yeah. because mm-hmm. it's really, it's, it's, you when you deep in it, you realize you're selling just more than sounds. You know what I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah so, you got to use a different part of your brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of artists don't don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like I know Shelton, you've managed artists mm-hmm. in the past. I kind of tried to, mm-hmm. and I realized real quick that. The, the, the side of the brain I use for the marketing and all of that is not yeah. the same side of the brain you use to create the music. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a divide there. Absolutely. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard for people, for artists to to, to understand what I need for real, from man. the business side of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, artists not good business people. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. They're yeah. not. And, and, and that, that was difficult. And the way I like to move, I like to move quick. Yes. You say, I got an idea, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I feel like the idea doesn't always need to be all the way fleshed out mm-hmm. because right. I just believe in what we got going on. You know, so I feel like it's always going to be successful. And if it's not successful right at first, you got to be able to tweak. You know, yeah. my ego is not big enough to not tweak shit. Like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. this shit not working. Like, I right. thought it wasn't. Right. Let me fig- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me figure that out. But, yeah, man, like, yeah. I, I, I realized that real quick yeah. with artists. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, for you, it sounds like you you understand both sides. Absolutely. Who taught so. you that? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I've always, I've always <laughs> been privileged to understand the importance of relationships and keep good people around. Of course. And oh, I've yeah. always been humble enough to receive information, no matter how, uh, you know, far I think I've gotten or mm-hmm. what what opportunities I've been afforded. I'm always humble enough to receive information. So he know, shall know I call him in a heartbeat if that's I need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's yep, since, no, no, since, no. <laughs> <laughs> since we met in what like 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. Yeah. That's what that's what the relationship has been. Uh, but up. I understand. I think that the biggest mistake people make though. Is you just got to understand it's a reason why you put people in place and you got to trust that. 100. Like, so I know the 100. business well enough to be able to stick my nose in it if I need to. Right. But I, it allows me to be more efficient. If I could put somebody to do a job, you do that job and I can trust you do that job effectively. Um, and then I'm doing uh, something else. So if I ask you to do something, I entrust you to do it. Like, I'm not the guy that's going to be over your shoulder. I mean, no, like the reason why I ask you to do it because I feel confident that you can execute. If I don't feel confident that you can execute, I'm not going to ask you to do it. And I think being able to maintain those balances is super important. Again, you're stronger together as a team, but everybody, you know, you got to starve that ego. That's difficult Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Yes, it is. is. (laughs) Yes, it is. So I realize most of the problems people run into is because the ego is in a way. So. I try, I always tell myself, you know, starve the ego, feed the soul. So I try to lead with that in every aspect of my life, including what I do creatively. So it's been working out well for me so far. Message, starve <laughs> the ego, feed the soul. You know what I'm saying? He's getting on some deep shit. Yeah. But um, for me, my week, man, my week, you, you know, honestly, like the last, I would have to say about three, four months, every week has been a blur. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I say that is we've been on such a grind that like, I don't know what's what anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like between all of the shows that I'm either on, like in front of the camera, or I'm editing behind the scene or producing. Yeah. It's just like I like I don't know what's coming out. Like like we just had um we just reviewed Boldy James and Alchemist on Dead and Hip Hop. Okay. And then we also reviewed Royce the Five Nine. We also reviewed Denzel Curry. All of that stuff is coming out. And then we also have stuff that haven't come out 
that we re- reviewed before that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just so much. It's just so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everything's just kind of a blur, and I'm trying to slow everything down because I'm adding even more to my plate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have a partnership that I'm working with with a with a hat line. You know what I'm saying? So stay tuned for that. Um, so it's, it's just a lot. It's just a lot, and I'm trying to. Everything used to be slow, and now it's just speeding back up. Right, right, you right. know, so I, I have to kind of put things in place so I can manage everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Black Korea today, we're kind of trying to switch up the format just a little bit. You know, we got to tweak stuff. We got yes. to see how things work. So instead of me, the producer, coming up with a whole bunch of quick topics, I want the show to be a little bit more personal. So I want everybody to kind of bring their own flavor and their thing to the table. So for me, um, where I'm going to start is with the Kobe Bryant Memorial that just happened today. Um, man, I, I'm not even going to front like when my wife, my wife was like, yo, we're going to watch it. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't see it. I'll listen to it, but you got to be over there I, because I can't you see it. You didn't want to cry? You know, I, look, I, sh- I already been shed tears. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't want to go through that emotional roller coaster again. And even though I just listened to it and didn't watch it, it's still, you know, it, it still hit, you know, a certain place. But, um, you know, uh, I, I think Michael Jordan did, did an amazing job. Uh, with his speech, I think um, Shaq was, you know, Shaq in a fool. You know what I'm saying? He, that he was needed. And it was needed. It yeah, was needed, it was uh, needed. To, to lighten up the mood. Um, I feel Gino Ariema, uh, the UConn head coach, did a good job. Deanna Taurasi. Because, look, out of any female basketball player I've ever seen, she's the one. The white mamba. The white mamba <laughs> that could have played in the NBA. Yes. Mentally, she had it. Mm-hmm. Physically, you know, I'm not being sexist or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Men are men and women are women. But, like, she had everything outside of the physicality to play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it was cool to hear the stories. But I wanted to kind of take it in a, in a little bit of a different route and, and kind of get y'all perspective on this. Um, did y'all know Vanessa Bryant is actually suing the helicopter company yes. for wrongful death? You, you know what's crazy? is That was my topic. Oh, that was your topic? <laughs> and that was what I was going to take out of the topic. The same that, thing. Okay. Well, see, see, we're here. We are I'm here. The glasses. I'm, I'm telling you. That's why I'm looking now. I'm like, let me find me something else. That was <laughs> that yeah. was straight my topic. That's what's up. And but go ahead and tell me why you you brought that up. Well, I got a reason for that too. So I brought it up um, because like like when I told my wife about it, she she looked at me and she was like, "Oh, that's kind of messed up." And I'm like, "How is that messed up? Like, you know, if you feel that this was like like this could have been avoided, mm-hmm. then business is business. Let's let's take the emotion out of it." Mm-hmm. Let, 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 let's let's handle business right just because like if something happened where let's say they did crash but everybody was alive but they had traumatic injuries you would be suing yes. the same way like i got in a 18 wheeler accident my lawyers are suing the shit out of that 18 wheeler company yes you know what i'm saying like it, it's just it's business it's not nothing personal i i what bothered me was the timing of it all mm-hmm. i felt like it was it was quick but then again a, another thing that bothered was it me, quick I would have waited till after the memorial if I if I was them to announce it and to kind of put that out there. But but you know, or but, put it before the memorial. Well, but, she did it like the day after the memorial. That was today. She filed it was announced today. About no, it was announced it. yesterday. Was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yesterday. It was announced it was like on the, the day. memorial day. Yeah. Which I don't know if it was. If, I don't know when she filed. But I thought I was like, dang, I wish they had put that out before. That way we wouldn't have to worry about that mm-hmm. while she's up there doing. Well, that. we not worried. What? Well, yeah. And another thing I thought about with that was, I'm like, man, them, them other people need that money more than they do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dang, if she if she's suing, 
and this company does not have enough money to pay what they're asking for. Yeah, did, did you see the amount? It was like fifty million. Fifty million. But they're saying they have insurance. For yeah, that. they have, yeah the insurance. They saying that insurance ain't gonna cover it though. All the way up. Something they, like well, something's here's the thing. So like that. so like with companies like this, they have minimums, and oftentimes people don't necessarily exceed their minimums when they can select that. Right. But in a situation like this, if they can prove their case, right, they can exceed those minimums or whatever covers that that helicopter company has. So I I I don't know if they're gonna get all fifty mil, but that is what I mean. It's asking. a it's a, I feel like it's an uphill battle because I mean, what's the merit? I mean, it's a right. reason why we call it a tragedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> that's like, true. Like, yeah. so what's the merit of your position? Your, my we family, don't, I, my I, relative passed away, yeah, unexpectedly, and somebody has I, to be held responsible for it. I feel like that's disingenuous. It is personally. And the way I was looking at it was okay. Even if they do sue, if, if you decide to sue, cool, and you get this, you win the suit. Mm-hmm. Distribute that money amongst those but other I, families. They might be suing because the family's gonna sue them. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or, or, or they <laughs> that, that could be. Families might that, sue I wouldn't even think about that. That's probably. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that probably could and be. And that case. might be her just protecting yeah. his interests because That's like they the don't case. need that money. Like mm-hmm. Kobe is set, and mm-hmm. he, I'm yeah. sure he has set his family up for financial success. Yeah, with years to come, his yeah, earning was, potential has. Now yeah, being put a, a cap, but he's got residual income. Oh yeah, and he, we don't yeah, know if it's a collective key. suit either. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like uh, in, in the details, or at least the article that I read, it, it didn't give everything. And we yeah. know that sometimes you you can have a collective suit. So mm-hmm. we we don't know. I'm not right. speculating. I just know that there was a suit filed. But it could, for about it could be, what, and I never thought about it that way. It could be exactly what he said. It's to protect their interest from the people suing. Like if mm-hmm. if I hit them yeah. before mm-hmm. they hit me. Mm-hmm. Then we'll all be going that right, way. Right, like right. y'all can have this money. Yeah, but yeah. she might be doing it for, for the my interest money. of the family. Right. Yeah, because they could be coming each fifty million towards right, right, right. his estate. Then the only thing that's been made public knowledge is the fact that it was it was foggy enough that day for mm-hmm. everything in LA to be grounded, including, mm-hmm. including the police. Right, that's the yeah. only thing we know. Like mm-hmm. everything was grounded, including the police. Yeah. And, and so the question becomes, who made the decision? The pilot, right. because I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who Kobe is. Right, mm-hmm. it is, if you you're held responsible the minute that you take off the ground. Some true yeah. deed, but but some people not gonna tell Kobe no. One, it's too yeah. yeah, it yep. puts you in a precarious 100%. situation because yes. what do we know about what happened with Aaliyah? Right, mm-hmm. it's, it's been speculated that the pilot was like, nah, chill. And they was like, nah, we, we going. We, we yeah. taking what we need to take. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We're taking it all this luggage. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Against the advising. Of, and at that point, you know, you it, have. It's like my job. And or right. a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Especially with like rich people and somebody doing a job like that. Right. You know, you get fired. You might not work for ever. six or seven Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. or yeah. ever. Because you work <laughs> right. as a, you know, private. But then yeah. what's the cost? Your life. Your life. Your life, you yeah, know? your life. But but you but know, people choose the bag over life every day. <laughs> they, yeah, that's I mean, true. they do. But at, but at the same time, like when you're the hired professional, sometimes you got to put your foot down because yeah. you know that your life is also Absolutely. involved in that. You know, and, and, that. and then the pilot in the Aaliyah situation, also the pilot here, if he felt, you know, what I'm saying that he couldn't do it and he felt pressured by Kobe or whoever, right. you got to put your foot down and be like, look, I'm willing to walk away because. I'm going to breathe tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So if you feel that you are endangering yourself and additional Others. people, mm-hmm. yep. then you just got to, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I feel like that's the right. You know what I'm saying? That's your, that's your own right to do that. And you should. But some people, like like you said, some people fold under that pressure. That's just right. like just like do. playing sports. You know, it's last second shot. Some people ain't going to want to take that shot. Mm-hmm. 
ain't want to. I'm gonna go on and do what you say. I'm gonna try to do my best, but I'm scared. But I'm gonna do it because mm-hmm. you said so. That's what some people think in their minds. Like, dang, I shouldn't do this. But yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, from a life perspective, you're healed. I would have done it. You yeah. would have did it. I mean, I would have stopped. That's what yeah, I mean. I would. Okay. I would have made that decision. But I, I, I can see. I can't say what I would have done. I can see both ways. I can see you. I can see people being like, okay. Against my better judgment, let's let's do it. And then on top of that, you got to think, this is a helicopter ride he took a thousand times. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just another day in the office. Yep. You know yeah. I mean? They not, yep. but it, it, which is the reason why you got to understand, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Yes. Because mm-hmm. what started out as another day at the office ended in tragedy. Mm-hmm. So, and it happens just that quick. And nobody... You know, if from what we know, it don't seem like nobody had that. You know, it was just like, right? We, well, we about we're to take the practice. helicopter to yeah. the game. Yeah, the the couple parents riding mm-hmm. the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's another day, but yeah, at some point it's not worth it though. Yes, at some point somebody like me in the capacity that I'm in now, I'm not like once they tell me like everything grounded. Oh, all right, cause we be good. Yeah, we I'm grounded too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either, either gonna we gonna late. push the game back, or we could reschedule it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Send the kids home. You know what I mean? But you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. It is. Yeah. Hindsight is twenty twenty. It is. Life is it live is. forward and learn backwards. Yes. Yep. Yep. It is. Yep. So Shelton, since I took your topic, you don't have anything else to, to Nah, to the table? you know I do. I you know okay. I thought about what Kate uh Nell said about thinking quick on your feet. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I grabbed the topic about the Florida. Y- y'all heard about the six year old little girl who got arrested Mm-mm. with the zip ties? No, no go ahead. Enlighten us. Yo. Uh in Florida. This little girl was she's they call it, mentally she yeah, has a disability. She had like, yeah, some type of sleep, yeah. sleep apnea is, or something is what they said she had. Yeah. Uh, but the officer put zip and they got it on on they got it on dash cam. Right. He put zip ties on her arm behind her back, and the little girl asked, you know, what are these for? Don't put handcuffs on. Help me, help me, please help me. And they walked outside. So the video is online. It's yeah. all over the place right now. And um, she this told is the one from school. Yeah, they, she they was at school, school right? yeah. and basically she was charged with battery because she was kicking and punching at a teacher or something like that. Mm-hmm. Little six-year-old little girl. She was six? Yeah, she was six. Oh, um, Her grandmother says that she suffers from a sleep disorder, and they were working to resolve it. That's what her grandma says. But it caused her to have like these, you know, it caused her to act sure. out. Yeah. yeah. So basically with him doing that, though, um, he was, I, I think he was fired. Let me be sure because I didn't get a lot of time to read this. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I did. I saw it all day, but I didn't want to watch it. Like I said, I, I just couldn't take that in. Mm-hmm. And my friends are talking about it now. They're talking about how heartbreaking it is. But um, you know, but that's that. Florida is crazy. I grew up like I, I claim Miami, but Florida's crazy, man. Like you know, you have your whole stand your ground, mm-hmm. but then you stand your ground, and you the one that still gets locked up. Right. Yeah. Like like in instances like this, and then. Realistically, all you got to do is Google a Florida man and hell Florida shit. Man. Well, that's you just know? more so people of color that are in Florida. Like when you stand your ground and you get locked up. Or, yeah. You know, you yeah, resist the rest. That's, that's the people of color regardless of whatever. Yeah. Pretty but, much what's the yeah, you know what no matter what. Yeah, Florida needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> the whole state. For nah, real, it's, um, I, I think I came across it. Um, I think the craziest part about it is that the, the public school system in general is just uh, completely um, under-resourced. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's and the key word. They don't. Yeah. They completely have like no knowledge on how to deal in the capacity that they should. As right. I mean, come on. I feel confident 
that I could de-escalate a situation with a six-year-old. I don't oh, yeah. even got to know the six-year-old. Yeah. But I'm confident. But what if the six-year-old is special needs and... That's more of a reason exactly. to exercise more patience. Well, yeah. Not put zip ties on it, escort mm-hmm. it to a police cruiser. Yeah. Because now you're dealing with the residual trauma of experiencing yep. that. Mm-hmm. And they don't... It's just... But it's... Man, it's... It's an all too familiar tale. Like we see this too much. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a lack of regard. It's a consistent lack of regard for people of color. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what your age is, we gotta prove that we deserve basic decency. It's no way. It's no way that a six year old child is supposed to be zip tied for insubordination and put in the back of a police car. It's not. Yeah. Like under no circumstances. Right. You know, going back to what K Nell is saying, it's like last year when um that wrestler had to cut his hair just to finish the match. Yeah. Like come yeah. on, like just and, and and I don't give a fuck what nobody says. That happened because that kid was black. Yes, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Now, now that referee he was, was, was whooping ass. Was I was like, yeah, that was ass. Ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now if this he officer was losing, was, it wouldn't have been a problem. Nope. Right, right, right. Now this officer was fired mm-hmm. um, from his job. What's the officer? He's just gonna go right up the now, block, white though. White man. He's yeah. just gonna go right That's up the block. That's my question. Is that is that justification? What do you mean? Him being fired? Is that enough? Or what more should have been done? Well, I I think at the end of the day, like if you if you lose your job over a situation. Outside of being locked up, that's that's the most that we could ask for. Yeah, because oftentimes police officers they just get a slap, slap on, on the wrist. wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police administrative leave. Yeah, suspended with pay. Fuck out of here. Yeah, and it's a reason they call it the fraternal order. Like they they it's a code. Mm-hmm. And they protect one another. They, they, do, they do. On every level. They're the, they the biggest time game. They're the biggest game in, in, in so America. So he's going to go right up the block and get hired again. Yep. It mm-hmm. ain't no thing. It ain't. He won't miss a beat. he probably be back on patrol next week. <laughs> That's yeah. what's crazy about yeah. it. Yeah. And so it's the police system in itself is problematic um, for black people. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. why I say, like, that's, that's, one, like, that's my rule. Like, yo, if you only involve the police out of absolute necessity. Yep. We can't even afford to involve them in, 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 in nothing. nothing. Which is scary because it's like their their job is to protect and serve. And yes. you're supposed to feel Protect take, and serve white right. people. Mm. <laughs> I mean, but, no, that's, that's I know, the, but that's, yeah, the they, that's but that's they only the protect fact, and but, serve but themselves. But their job is supposed to be to protect mm-hmm. and serve the community, whatever community that is. Yeah. Yes. And like we should take some type of comfort, but we can't as people of color. Mm-hmm. Like we're naturally scared because we don't know that this could end in a traumatic situation. Right. Somebody mm-hmm. could die. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be traumatized for the rest of their life. Right. You know, just doing to aggressive force. So it's very unfortunate mm-hmm. that we just continue to have to rely on the system but can't rely on them at the same yeah, time. At the same, and we have, and we have, and it's crazy that we have to go through combat training. You know, like, we got to go through the combat. Right, right, right. Like you say the the craziest thing is mm-hmm. the average citizen is asked to be more poised in those types Facts. of situations yeah. than trained police officers. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. the the reason why is because you got to put trained in air quotes. They not trained at all. Mm-hmm. It'll take it take you longer to get a cosmetology license than to become a police officer. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's literally only like a few months. Right. So it, they mm-hmm. they not trained. I remember uh, I was back home in Maryland uh, when the Mike Brown situation happened, 
And it was a late night. We clubbing. Denny's is like our Waffle House. So we mm -hmm. meet up at Denny's, feed the liquor. You know how it go. Mm -hmm. So we sitting in Denny's. And it's a it's a county cop in there. And they got the newsreel. Because, you know, the Michael Brown stuff is happening in real time and all of that. So they was having a conversation. And I overheard the conversation. So I turned to the uh, cop. And I was like, so what advice you got for me? A 6'3", 300-pound black man that don't want to get shot because a cop is scared. And that's how I started the conversation. Mm. I just went straight at his neck. Yeah. And he was like, it was a it was a very fruitful conversation. Of course, this was a white cop because he was like, Do you know the problem with the police force is? He, and he highlighted a couple things, and I always keep this with me because I'll use it as I go and move throughout my life. He said, one, police officers don't live in the communities that they police. He Amen. said, that's a problem. That is a problem. He was Amen. like, because when you live in the communities, you, you have a- You get to know the people. Right, you get to know the people. You so have you treat a them different. deeper connection people out like Officer Norman before yeah. they made him stop his social media how he was using it he was very involved in the community mm -hmm. and he knew everybody by name yes. that's community policing so that's something he highlighted and the, the main thing he highlighted is he was like police officers are grossly undertrained. he said I did 20 years in the military I got out the military I honestly needed something to do and was doing police he retired military um and so he's a cop. But he was like, I've been in three. And he said, I've only been on the force for eight years. I've been in three instances where I would have been justified in using deadly force. Mm. Completely justified. And I didn't either time. And I'm completely happy and satisfied that I didn't. Because I was able to de-escalate the situation. But I've also been in train, trained to be in war-torn countries. Trained to be in combat. I've been trained military de-escalation. And for what we dealing with in some of these communities they need that level of training mm -hmm. and these cops just don't have it yeah. and most of the times they just be scared he said mm -hmm. that he's like, i'll be on they just be scared that's yep. it yeah whereas it's different for me because danger might look like a seven-year-old child over there or it might look like somebody that just looked like an average pedestrian mm -hmm. and right. so when following the rules of engagement you have to discern the mm -hmm. difference between the two that's the type of training that he was bringing into policing you think the average beat cop got that? Hell no. no. Mm -hmm. That's why they getting scared and pulling triggers on black people and they know they could get off with it. And always the black person is villainized for his own demise, for his own death. Right. So, I mean, policing is problematic, period. Period. Did y'all see, like, earlier this week, there was, like, two... There was, like, a black boy. Like, he might have been, like, 15, 16... And then it was a white guy, and the white boy was the one that actually, like, shot or harmed the black boy. And they villainized the black boy and called him, like, um, what was the headline? It's escaping me, but they were both they were both in mm -hmm. an altercation, mm -hmm. and the white boy was just a teenager, yep. and the black boy was a young thug. Mm -hmm. And he was the black boy was the victim. It was it's crazy. always the narrative, right? And, and, and I think that that's why like platforms like the one that we've been able to create, where it's 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 black owned, it's a black industry. We control the narrative, and, and we're able to um, put out there the narrative that's positive on mm -hmm. our end. You know, right. and I think that that's that, that's a major problem. Like when you look at a lot of publications, whether it's TV, social media, or, mm -hmm. or people, just the powers that be. Mm -hmm. They're not controlled by us. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's a problem. And I think, what was it, like um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the all-black 
um, news station yeah. or TV mm-hmm. to TV station. Like we need more of that. We need mm-hmm. more independent um, yes. news and entertainment places. Like we, we need more of us being able to control those narratives because right. we need to be able to combat that. Mm-hmm. You right. know what I'm saying? Like if they put that over here, okay, then what is black entertainment saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We need to be able to fight fire with fire when it comes to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then but black people also have to show up and support. That's what I one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent have to support it. One hundred percent. But but you, you know what we also got to do is that we 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 gotta we gotta understand how important these things are and treat it as such. Mm-hmm. And we can't let certain things fall through the cracks either. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm part of the community, and sometimes we don't always hold ourselves to the highest standard either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when you create something, understand that it's bigger than you, mm-hmm. and right. understand that we have to we have to uphold a certain level of standard. And and a lot of times, black entities. They start off on fire, then they fall off. Right. Mm-hmm. And let, let, let's be honest. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be racist or nothing like that, but that's just the truth. So right. we have to 100% support black independence, but we also got the people that are controlling that, they have to take that to the next and level. And build it. And build it. Yeah, and build it has it. to be built. And you can't stop it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all, oftentimes we get, you know, big, big, big artists, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? The big crits of the world, the uh, alchemists of the world, and they tell us, hey, don't stop. Like, if you go to uh, Denny Hip Hop's Twitter right now, right? Like, when we dropped that thing, mm-hmm. it, it, it's so interesting. Alchemist said, protect Dead in Hip Hop. He could have said anything else, mm-hmm. but he said, protect Dead in Hip Hop because we are a trusted entity. In, right. in the music entertainment business now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we know that we have something to protect. We know we have something that's bigger than us, which is why we take care of what we do. Right. And I think that any other person or publication that decides to do that, understand that the way you steer narratives, mm-hmm. it's big in our community. Absolutely. Yes. Big. One thing you, I think one thing that needs to be understood, though, um, is uh, our perspect- how the black perspective was shaped uh, in this country, I think that's what plays into it because most of the times, um, well, Big I'm facts. not going to say most of the times. More often than not, black people want to assimilate. Mm-hmm. Um, when as you soon look, as they get some money, <laughs> when yeah. you look at um, when you look at how we built the wealth that we attained early on, post Reconstruction, mm-hmm. pre Civil Rights, right? Mm-hmm. It was out of necessity. Like we were forced. To keep everything in our communities because nothing was accepted uh, outside of that. Correct. We couldn't go to white grocery stores. We couldn't go to white banks. We couldn't go to any of that. Mm-hmm. So we were able to effectively pool our resources out of survival, out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Right. Once that survival was removed, now black people could in effect do whatever they want to do. And what the first thing we did Try was assimilate people. We belong we, exactly. We didn't. We. We never saw true desegregation in this country because to integrate means we become. Mm -hmm. That's integration. To assimilate means I become like you. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at our existence, it's been far more assimilation than integration. Now, we'll call it integration because black people go to school with white people. Mm-hmm. And there's no more of the cloak of separate but equal and all of that nonsense, right? But the first thing we do is we shave, we, we shave off who we are to be socially acceptable by standards of social acceptance. Mm-hmm. And most of that is determined by what? 
Anglo-European outlook, right? Yep. So we're constantly peddled with a revisionist history that we've accepted, believed, and now that's how what's subconsciously governing our life when we should, in effect, truly be unapologetically who we are Absolutely. and not assimilate but really integrate. So, yeah, if we, we I have no problem with being welcoming to all communities, but it's on group terms, not on yours. Yep. And so that I feel like the residue of that or the result of that is what you see. Black people are able to build something to a point. And then the moment it gets to that point, it dissipates because the goal was never really to build in a mass wealth collectively. It was... I got to assimilate to all of these ideas of success that has been peddled mm -hmm. to me right. uh, by, by essentially by white America. Um, so that's the, it's, it's a very powerful mentality that we're fighting against. Right. But it's doable though. I never want to, I always want to be optimistic at the end of the day. Right. Somebody can exist in a, in, in a manner where they can be unapologetically who they are and still attain all of those successes as black people that they can. It's a fine line and you got to do a constant song and dance, but it's doable. And I think that's the standard that we need to hold people to, you know what I mean, as a community. You, you know, um, as I hear you speak, there's one person that I feel in, in music and entertainment that made me feel exactly what you're talking about, Nipsey Hussle. For mm -hmm. sure. Nipsey Hussle. And I was yeah. trying to put Shelton on before he passed. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like, like, he, he is everything that you talked about. Yeah. He was everything that was Crenshaw and Slauson. Right. And he was just trying to uplift that neighborhood. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and he was never fake about it. Right. He never turned down anybody that came from where he came from. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's huge. And, and he never wanted you know, to, to assimilate right. with mm -hmm. those label exactly. owners. No, I'm going to build my stuff up and, and we can have a partnership, right. but you're not going to own me. Yeah. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is mine. Yeah. And, 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 and I think in every, in every business move that we make here, mm -hmm. that's how I think. I, yeah. Like, like he, I'm not even going to front. He's my mentor. Yeah. I listen to him almost every <laughs> single day. <laughs> that's real. I, 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 take, I take what he was preaching and I try to apply it to my life every single day. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think he, he, like out of everybody, and I listen to a lot of hip hop. And that was before that's he passed. passed. That was before he passed. <laughs> right, right, right. But I listen yeah. to a lot of hip hop. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of artists that speak to my soul, but none like how he did. Yeah. You know, so. That's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Brandy, and, and, and talking about um, black history and everything, I know some of your topics yes. lend itself to Black History Month. So as we close out Black History Month, I was naturally going to talk about Kobe and Gianna's uh, memorial service. Uh, Beyonce performed Halo so beautifully. Uh, yeah. Vanessa Bryant. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> she elegantly eulogized her daughter and husband and um, all of the wonderful speakers. But I definitely wanted to talk about the Wilder versus Fury fight. Okay. Oh wow. Bring it back. Bring it back. Nah, that hurts. Hey, hold on one second. During Black History Month. During uh, Black History Month. Second about the COVID thing. You, you you talked about Vanessa talking. I thought the most player move in the world was when she said that he bought her the dress in the book from the, from the notebook. notebook? The actual, I wanted to go upstairs and be upset with my husband. I'm not even hey, going to lie. Hey, like, hey, look. Don't hold so your husband to Kobe's standard. I was like, like bruh, you I was like, <laughs> See how women do? Yeah. I was like, like how how who could do that? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, what, I mean, is, what is the equivalent on the poor man's level? Right. <laughs> like yeah, let me think. I don't know. It would have to be something really. A notebook really from the store? <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be something really personal, though. Like, something from my grandma. Or, you know? Yeah. No, I mean... 
To me, that's OD, but that's another conversation. That's really? OD, yo. OD, like romance is that's not OD. dead. See, that's what's wrong. That's what's that's wrong. OD. It's not he, OD. But, but for him, that's his. That's the when you at that him. when you at that level. You gotta do something. <laughs> you trying to say it's corny? Hey, yeah. I never nah, seen it. Nah, movie. to each his so own. I, I have to no each idea. his own. Which I'll talk. It's um, the movie romantically. Yeah, it's like pretty much. Man. I'm ice cold on, so I don't know about it. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Mike. No, but that's um, Mike Dunn, y'all. Right. Yeah, <laughs> man of action. The yes. man of action. That is, hey, that's his nickname. <laughs> Mike Dunn, the man of action. Facts. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that's OD. I mean, it's definitely a beautiful gesture because it's something that his wife could adore and appreciate. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, it just shows. Find that was. thing. So I'll say, just find that thing that your significant other can adore and appreciate, and know right. how to press those buttons. Yes. Absolutely. So it's, it's it may not be made. the dress from the notebook. It's not going to be the dress from the <laughs> notebook me? because Vanessa Bryant owns it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, like to just do that, she did that so gracefully. She looked, she looked gorgeous. She. Yeah held her composure very mm-hmm. well to you know be letting go of her husband and her her daughter is shit what do you think his his mom and dad or his sister should have been able to speak absolutely why do you say that they weren't able how, do, gonna, how well, do we know well, that we they, that was my next question do you think we don't know. they didn't allow them to speak or they we, didn't well, we know obviously the parents weren't there when Kobe and Vanessa got married, so yeah. obviously they had they had some, some friction. Um, but we don't know if those things were resolved, and we also don't know if maybe the parents declined, like be, be, and yeah. because, because everybody grieves differently. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and again, like I was one that I didn't want to necessarily relive that, and I couldn't even imagine as a parent losing your child like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they, they maybe they didn't want to. It you, could you it could know. be it could be I would I would have liked it though if one of the immediate family would have gotten I mean, gotten it, it, once again maybe they didn't want to so and maybe they I don't know what happened because I but wasn't why there. are we saying immediate family is if his wife is his immediate I mean family. I mean I didn't, what do you call that yeah we we talking what do you call that relative. Blood relative. It's just blood relative. Yeah, if we're, if we, if we you don't, you don't have to game. overcomplicate this one. We just talk well, about a blood relative. But blood. Mean, <laughs> but if there's okay, I think respectfully they showed. But yeah. if there's a rift in the relationship, not that you shouldn't be able to mourn, mm-hmm. but that was a memorial service. That wasn't even the actual funeral. Yeah, because so, they did have a private service, yeah. and you don't know if that's where his parents lent some. some and it could have been. It could have been. Um, I just again we getting played by the media, but I just think the optics look bad, and maybe it's because we know the backstory, we yeah. know that it was friction, but it just looked bad. Like I don't care. Like I, I tell my, I got, I come from a big family, so I got eight brothers and sisters, and we all got different relationships with our parents. Mm-hmm. And my older siblings really don't have, you know, sometimes there it's, it's friction there between them and my mom and all of that. Um, but I just come to the conclusion like. It's nothing really that my parents could do that's gonna make me harbor enough bad energy for that because it's useless. Because what does it serve now? Right. right? He's gone. It's, right. It serves no tangible purpose. Mm-hmm. Y'all wasted a lot of energy. I just feel like it's foolish. See, this from someone that has a um a strained relationship mm-hmm. with one of my immediate parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let my mama speak in my funeral. Mm. So your perspective but, is different, but, but in, I think it's I different love her. from I think it's different from when a parent loses a child. It's if, it's a totally different dynamic, mm-hmm. especially when you talk about like a funeral type of situation. Because like 
my grandparents, <clears throat> they still living. They've lost three of their four kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the first one was long before I was born, but like my dad and my uncle, they didn't speak at the funeral. Yeah. Like it's it's different when it's your kid. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even now it's still, they'll talk about them, but it's, you can see in the eyes, it's, it's a difference. Yeah. So I can, I can see why his parents wouldn't want to. Right. And, 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 and then it was in the public eyes. Yeah. Right, that, right, may have, right. that may have been the case. Knowing, knowing the backstory, they may have been like, let's just lay low and yeah. just be there. Because they were on the second row too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. It wasn't like they were in the back and mm-hmm. like they were being mistreated. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, in natural form, they the media... You know, they panned. The father was like shaking a little bit. Yeah, and it just kind of yeah. made it look a certain type of way. But yeah. I think the media try to push the narrative. Yeah, yeah. They, like yeah. we shouldn't read into it right, too right, much. Right, right, right. Exactly. I get it. I, I'll I'll digress on that, and I'll say that yeah, it's you. The media could play you. Perception yeah. is reality. Yeah, the optics look mm-hmm. bad. They paint all of the propaganda so it could appear mm-hmm. a certain way, but that's not. Right. Really and this what was public. Is. Like everybody that had a name was. Someone that really spoke. LeBron didn't speak, which was I didn't see LeBron. And you didn't even see LeBron. You didn't see him. Yeah, I, I bet he was there, and I and I he was, was wondering he was sitting behind AD. He was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he didn't speak because he had spoke before. He was too emotional, or he was too emotional. And, I don't, again, I don't we, know. Remember, they had he, a private ceremony for Kobe Bryant. Right. We don't know who spoke there. Right. We don't know who was invited mm-hmm. there. So all of that is just speculation. And I think that the people that we thought should have spoke but didn't speak. Mm-hmm. Man, that that's that's Vanessa's yeah. prerogative. Yeah. Yeah. First yeah. and foremost, you know what I'm saying, who she wanted to to speak. And then even though LeBron, we know that LeBron and Kobe did have a relationship. Right. Was it like like I would say, why didn't Magic speak over over LeBron? You know what that's I'm saying? True. That's true. So 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 there so we can question a lot of stuff, right. but at the end of the day, it, it happened the way that his significant other saw fit. And it was we beautiful. Have to it was that. still a beautiful ceremony. And we ceremony. thank you for that, Vanessa, because like, she didn't have to do that for us. Right. She, she did. did you know. They could have just been private and, yeah. you know, he, you know mm-hmm. he, we buried, you know, whatever we got left. It was a beautiful thing. thing. I, I think she didn't. I think she did that for her. I think she needed that just as much, not in a negative way. Like she for closure, that, that love, yeah. yeah but you know feeling. what though? But but yeah. I, but I think Support. she's been getting that love. I think mm-hmm. I think this was really for us. I mm-hmm. think this was for the people because it wasn't like Kobe was, you know. Obviously, they try to be as private as possible. Right. But Kobe was always in the since seventeen. You know, seventeen, yeah. eighteen. Yeah. You know, everybody the the admiration that people have for Mamba, for Kobe, for everything. That's why it hit different. And 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 I think that it would have been. It would have hurt us, the public, more to not have this type of ceremony than yeah. to have it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I don't think it was for Vanessa. I think it was for the fans of Kobe. Yeah. And that's the reason why it was televised on CNN. It was televised on everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was for us. And because of that, I appreciate you, Vanessa, for letting us into, you know, your your world and what and what's happening. Right. You know, so let me ask you one last question on that. What's what's, good? What will be the next moment? Are we? Are we going to not put the Kobe thing to rest and let him rest in peace, mm-hmm. but is there going to be another moment for Kobe? What do you mean? No. <sighs> like we like we had the game as the moment. We had the All-Star game as the moment. We had the because Memorial every, as the every moment. Every year on his death day, it'll be you know I mean? something else. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll make something. It'll be an annual celebration for right. sure. But. I was thinking, like, maybe if the Lakers make the finals, there'll be another Kobe moment. Well, yeah. See what I'm yeah, 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 of course, of course. Th- this sure. season, but I think moving forward. They like storylines. Yeah. Of course, yeah, of course. They like storylines, and that's a storyline. It yeah. sells tickets. 100%. Mm. And I think moving forward, I, like, I agree with you, K-Nels, where, um, 
like on Kobe's death day, like mm-hmm. there might be a celebration. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? In every All Star game. Yeah, and obviously from yeah. every and, and and they already named the All Star game MVP right. after Kobe. So mm-hmm. like from here on now, you got the Kobe Bryant award. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? He's gonna live on for forever. True indeed. Mm-hmm. He's a legend. He's gonna as well. He should as well. He should. No, one hundred percent. And and you know, just kind of tying Nipsey in. Isn't it crazy? I I would say two of like, and Nipsey wasn't that big before he passed. Right. Mm. But but just knowing, like everybody else now knowing, yes, everything that he was doing for the community to just have two L.A. legends just pass like that within a year. Year. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's, crazy. That's that's hard. It is. That's hard. Yes. But um, you know, let us know how you feel. Um, definitely comment, uh, subscribe, watch us, um, hit us up on IG, hit hit us up on Twitter. Um, let us know how you feel about Kobe. Let us know how you feel about Black History Month. Let us know about how you, uh, feel about everything that we spoke about now. Um, and definitely follow us everywhere. Black Korea Podcast Mm -hmm. on, what is that? That's Twitter or that's IG? That's IG. That's IG and then, uh, Black Korea ATL. ATL. That's Twitter. It's Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm the replacement. Okay, I ain't got the shit. <laughs> right I'm the right? uh, um, But yeah, man, we're gonna go to a real quick break, and then we'll be right back. Hey, this is your girl Rochelle with the Now Listening Podcast, and I'm here with Nevin. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday on the Dead End Podcast Network. Is everybody in? We're all over it. It's your boy Larry Junior. Funny. Make sure you check out the podcast all over it on Dead End Podcast Network. You're going to hear a little bit of everything, something that you like, something that make you want to talk about with your boys and your girls. Maybe get you a new boy, new girl. Check us out all over. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All right. And we're back from the commercial break. Love. Um, shout out to Dead End Everything. Dead End Studios, this is where we at, so you see it. Again, if you need audiovisual needs, uh, follow Dead End Studios ATL, and we could take care of that for you. Uh, make sure you also follow Black Korea Podcast. Subscribe to the, to the podcast feed. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please. Please watch the YouTube channel. Engage, comment, do everything on the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get monetized. Please. You know what I'm saying? Please. And then follow us on <laughs> IG, uh, Black Korea Podcast. Right, IG, yes. and then follow us, uh, Black Korea ATL on Twitter. On Twitter, um, and then follow everybody individually. It'll be in the description uh, link below, and I also have K Nels, and we'll sure. we'll link his um, iTunes Absolutely. and all of that, so y'all can check out everything. I appreciate you all. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, so the main topic tonight, um, it, it's something that I kind of put on the agenda like a week or so ago, and. I'm not going to name no names. They didn't want to necessarily talk about it. But I think it's become such a thing that we can't run away from it. Right. Right. Um, So I'll start it off like this. Lil Boosie 
was um, working out at Planet Fitness, and he pretty much got banned from Planet Fitness for this rant where he's going in on D-Way. And it, 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 to me, it was more funny than serious, you know, but, but again, it just highlights how everybody is talking about it. Um, but he's ranting about Dwayne Wade's son transitioning into uh, a female yes. by the name of Zaya or Zaya. I don't know if it's a hard Zaya. or soft. Zaya? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then also, you know, there's a lot of people, Young Thug, uh, slams D Wade. Um, I wasn't expecting that one. I'll be honest. Right, me either. Me either. I was like, <laughs> really? I wasn't expecting, expecting that one. That. Um, hey. I also okay, shared good. with the with the group um, a black woman um, that 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 shared her thoughts on it. And mm. then also, I don't know if y'all saw, but Dr. Umar Johnson. Um, he oh kinda, no, I missed that one. But I know. I I'm too. sure I know his opinion. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and his, the only reason why I didn't link it. You know what I'm saying for everybody to go because it was like 53 minutes. Uh, that, that's a bit long. Yeah, yeah that's I, a lot. Hey, you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll just let you know he had an opinion on it, but we have our own opinions. So I, I just really wanted to have um, you know a conversation first. We'll start off on everybody's reaction to Lil Boosie and and Young Thug. I'm just gonna say that. Um, Boosie is hilarious. He is. However, he just kind of went off on the deep end. Like, don't cut your dick off, man. Don't let him cut his dick. Like, that bro, was... he never said that. That wasn't even. Yeah. <sighs> Boosie, just reel it back yeah, in. Yeah. It's Take too... care of your seven millions that you have. <laughs> yeah. Worry about what's going on in your household mm-hmm. and let this man protect his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Boosie went a little off the deep end because nobody has said, like the Wades have not come out saying that, you know, our daughter wants to go ahead and go with a whole sex change or anything like that. Right. So for him to, to, to go that route, mm-hmm. it's like, bro, like where, where did that come from? One can argue that it's implied, though, because what's the next step after the identification? It's the, it's the mm-hmm. whole transition. That's, that's now, not true. You can true. do that at your own time. That, that's you not true. That. That's not true. You can do that true. at your own time. That's not but. true. That comes from a lack of knowledge of not what's going on, knowing what's going on in the trans community. Mm-hmm. Because if you follow, which I'm probably sure you guys don't, um, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, I can see her face, but I can't think of her name. But mm-hmm. she's like, she's been pictured with, um, what's the football player in Florida? that head but um ocho cinco ocho cinco she's oh, okay. been pictured with ocho cinco before mm. and you know like he, there have been alleged comments about him and his behavior in the trans community but as she would say some of these niggas like banana pussy so <laughs> oh, <my God> <laughs> so with that being said like that like the whole sex changing it's just really really it's a narrow scope Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't fully go through Absolutely. with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's that's just, understood. That's just kind of like an assumption. But, but it's not a far-fetched one. It's not a far-fetched one, but I think at 12, people, I but, think it is. But people like, no, no, people like hyperbole. So it's far-fetched because people think that, like, it's not a large leap for someone to imply that, okay, what's next? Although we understand that not everybody in the community is going through the full transition. Right. But it's a for me, it's a strange pathology because I identify to a woman as a woman only to a certain extent. That's a strange uh, concept for me to understand. But nonetheless, what you eat don't make me shit. So by all means, uh, carry right. on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, in, in really trying to understand, 
it just doesn't register. It doesn't make sense because you said for as long as you can remember, this is how you identify and this is who you are. But don't cut my dick off. Mm. I don't. I. But, he didn't. The okay. No, Zaya no, didn't I mean, say that the, either, though. Absent, absent of Boosie's comment, mm-hmm. just in general, it's like, yeah, I identify as a woman. He said since he was three, he knew since he was three, right? Mm-hmm. So, to what extent? And I guess the overarching concept from the community is give them the autonomy to describe whatever that extent is. So if it's the full transition, then let it be the full transition. Mm-hmm. And if it's not. Let it be not, but let it be their decision and let them live comfortably in their decision. 100%, just like Caitlyn Jenner, you know, which I don't really understand the trans community, but I'm open enough to be like, hey, what, like you said, what, what you eat don't make me shit. Hey, and mm-hmm. if this is how you want to be identified, this is how you want to be identified. Right. But Caitlyn transitioned, but, you know, it's still. Um, it, Did st- Caitlyn fully transition? Not fully. Still has male parts, I believe. And dated a woman. And dated a woman. Because she is <laughs> yeah. still attracted it's, it's to just women. A, it's just a strange... Exactly. It, it uh-huh. is strange, and I don't understand it. I don't either. Exactly. Yeah. I, I can't it's rationalize it. I, I just... I don't grasp, but at the end of the day, I feel like we live in a, in a, in a, in a, in a time right now where whatever makes you happy, you should have the right to live your I life. I agree. I agree. I, my, my only thing, though, is as a father... Oh my god. To a young man. It's yeah, to 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 a 13-year-old. Yeah. It's kind of like me. I'm and I and I try to put myself in people's shoes. I'm not one that's going to beat anybody down for any this. I don't care what other people do. But I'm thinking like how would I handle this if it was me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some of the points that Boosie was making to me was valid. It was kind of like not the the cut your dick out part. I, mm-hmm. I you know, that was just calm. That was just, I think, yeah. like, again, it's, it's it's insensitive to the community because it's their life and it means that yeah. to them. Um, but from I, from just how Boosie's social media is, yeah. this behavior is consistent. Yeah, it's not targeted. Yeah, it's not an attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's, it's not targeted. Him. He's yeah. equal opportunity with it. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and it, but in saying that, though... I, I'm just saying he's too young to make a, a life-changing decision is what he was trying to say. And I get that. I don't trust my son to make certain decisions at 13. And you shouldn't trust them, but I think you, you, as Dwayne Wade has said, that you should allow your children to, you have to provide a safe space because the world is going to do enough tacking, attacking on them. Mm-hmm. And so if this is what Zaya is feeling, I think in some shape, form, or fashion, you have to be supportive. I don't think as a parent that I could wrap my mind around it, but I would have to still love and support my child for yes, whatever decision of that they think that they're going through. Of but course. in this home, I would only be able to refer to you as the child mm-hmm. that I had. And 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 once again, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's let's expound on that right there. So so, I know you have children, correct? I have a child. You have a child. <laughs> okay, so she has <laughs> boy or girl. It's a girl. Girl. Okay, so what if your girl grows up? you know, around five or six and says that she identifies as a boy. Do you feel like that's just her tomboy phase or like, you know, that could potentially be her saying, Hey mom, I think, you know, I want to transition because I identify as a man. Mm, I feel like there's so many levels to that. And I was just, again, I can't wrap my mind around it. I gave birth to a girl. Right. And, and when she becomes 18, 
and moves out of my home or even if she decides to like stay for a little bit but as long as she lives in my house i have a girl and, I, and so, I, that's, well, well, that's how i feel too you we talk about living in truth your truth is who you are <laughs> and who you were born and but, i hate to say like i don't necessarily agree with i do agree with with Young Thug said, God doesn't make any mistakes. No, he does not. And I get that you may identify, but we also all have the power of choice. Yes. And now we need to learn and understand your choices. Okay, so... so, But y'all have to understand that everybody don't believe that. Yeah. I, I get that. And, and you got to respect that, especially on a level that even as black people, the whole Christianity thing was... Forced, forced upon on us, us by yeah, captors. absolutely. So, but there's still a God. We don't have to I'm believe not, I'm, I'm, the I'm whole. Not, I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you about religion. I'm just pointing things out. Like you have to respect what somebody else, how they feel and what they yes. believe. Like you just can't tell somebody, God don't make no mistakes. Well, they don't believe in God. Yep. Like my mom would say though, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> Amen. That's, how, that's just that's what. And you're right. You're right on that too. You do have to respect everybody. Everybody deserves respect, no matter what your beliefs. That's why I don't trip about you know like certain respect things like decency. Yeah. Even but, even yeah. But going back to what what Brandy said, because I because I I feel like you are on both sides because you said that you understand what D Wade is saying in terms of creating a safe space for his children. Mm-hmm. Right. So if your child came to you, do you not think by not accepting or not, not identifying the way your kid identifies that you're not creating a safe space. And then also like at the end of the day, it, it, and I'm not, a, I'm not a parent yet, but I do have nieces and nephews and I'm the oldest of three boys. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of have like that parental thing, even though I'm, I, I'm not officially a parent, but like we don't own our children. No, we do not. Facts. Right? Like mm-hmm. they're their own people. Like mm-hmm. the moment that they're born, they have I think Jay-Z said it the best. Like you was who you was before you got here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You had your own personality. You had your own yes, you do. being, mm-hmm. your your own way. You know what I'm saying? And you see it as a baby, and as they grow up, there's certain things that we still do that we did when we was goo goo gaga. That's true. That's Absolutely. true. So, so I, I just I I I'm trying to understand because like, I'm straddling the fence. Let yeah, me, what well, would be that safe space? Like, safe are you space, creating a safe space? I will have the conversation. I'd be like, well, let's get some therapy. Let's. I want to know more about it. I wouldn't just leave the research to asking other other people their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also want to know what's going on psychologically with my child. Like, let's really do our homework, homework as the way it's said that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't, I don't know, but I, I'm like in the middle. I who, want you to who, be who you are. Who makes the rules? Who draws the line in the sand? The See, parent. that's where it gets conflated mm-hmm. because you're saying the child has the autonomy to be who they want to be. But parents don't have the autonomy to not accept it. No, 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 no. The parents definitely have 100% no, autonomy. No, that's Why not? not? The, that's not the, what I'm saying is that's not the school of thought. That's your child. You should love them no matter what. You mm-hmm. should. I was, I was raised 100. by a mother who had a problem with the fact that my brother sold drugs. That was, that, that was traitorship. Like, like literally... It was like the scarlet letter, like the nerve of you, not in my house. Right. Mm -hmm. Like both black That's socially acceptable. If my brother, if his transgression was to be transgender, no pun intended in the wordplay, Mm -hmm. right? But that 
for my mother to act in the way that she did, it wouldn't be socially acceptable. They would say, you're a shitty parent. Uh, yeah. Because and, children yeah. end up being a reflection of you. And I mean that in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. If your child is overly angry, that means you're not speaking with them, speaking to them in enough love. And then that's it, only exacerbated by the environment that you come up in. Yep. Because mm-hmm. parents try to do their best to control what they can within their walls. But, but they only know you can only give what you've gotten or what yeah. you have. So right. if you weren't receiving enough love mm-hmm. as a child and then you grow, you have children and then like you're... I've had to unlearn a lot of my behaviors of course. because I've had to tell my husband like she's too you don't always have like no you don't we're not gonna hit Bella okay sorry mm. he's like what you mean I'm like see you're suffering from your own traumas that you need to work through <laughs> but we're going to guide her into making but what what sir come with me yeah, that's a, that'd <laughs> you be have the to tough guide, part. You have that's... to you have to guide your children mm-hmm. in the direction that they should go until when they get old enough to make their own decisions. I personally don't think that Zaya is old enough to make that decision. Right. However, if this is how you want to identify and you like, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of straddling the fence. I can't even mm-hmm. make a decision because I, I think as parents, a lot of times you got kids, Mike. I have a son. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Okay. Um, especially in the black community. We don't allow our children the space to grow and make decisions. Mm-hmm. And that's a detriment to us, mm-hmm. not just as parents, but as a community. Because best case scenario, you live a long life. You're going to be an adult far longer than you are a child. child. Yes. So you need to learn how to make decisions on your own. Because if you as a parent, if you making all the decisions for them. Right. When they get out here in this world, they're not going to know what to do. They're going to be lost. But, but making the decision as far as identifying yourself. But see, we on the outside looking in because mm-hmm. everybody up here is straight. You get what I'm saying? So right. we have a different perspective on life. We have a different perspective on sex and how all that shit works. Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes to you, your child comes to you and tells you this, you still got to love your children. Yeah, you have to without give, doubt. You have to give them the space. You don't have to. Love is a choice. You should. Love, love is a choice. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you should give your children the space to figure out who it is that they are mm-hmm. and what they want to do with their life. And then from that point, if you are a good parent, in my perspective, mm-hmm. you, you ride or die with them, with whatever they choose. <laughs> you do, but I think at a certain, like I said, I think you have to rear them Rearing them includes guiding them. So you're going to be able to make decisions. Even my kids now, I let them make kind of make their own decisions, but I'm still the authority. I'm still a ruling figure in the house. So it's kind of like I have to shape them and mold them still. That's my job to get them to a certain place. I think a problem Children in our community. don't do what you say. They do what they see. Pretty much. Pretty much. No, no, but that's you, exactly but, what but it is. They do what they see. It's to that point that you have to ask the question, how much of these decisions are a result of, of influence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, influence nature versus nurture. You. Yeah. yeah, nature versus nurture. And that's what you. So and that's that's what, no. You have to protect your household. You do, and that's where conversation and that's comes in. What comes in and out of it. And that's where conversation comes in. I think that you know, for a long time, it was that way. You do as I say. You don't do as I do. You do what I tell you to do. That's how most of us. I don't yeah. know about y'all. That's how a lot of people were raised. Like you do what I tell you to do. But I didn't have a problem with that. I was one of the rare ones that like. My parents were not examples of what to do. That's just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. They wasn't. 
but I'm like, damn, they probably got experience on what not to do, so I should listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, so like, you picked up. I can, yeah, I can admit that they probably have, for the most part, mm-hmm. they probably have my best interest at heart. And and another issue is if you think about most most of our African American households, black households, it's not a joint household. Most of mm-hmm. us are from broken homes. Mm-hmm. So even if your dad is in the picture, you're getting two different men. You. And it's funny you said what you said because it's two different ways that y'all were brought up probably. Yeah. So it's hard and and I don't know if you did this. You you tell me, did y'all talk about this before she was born? Like how are we gonna do this? We did, but I was on the same page. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, some types of force are of discipline are you're supposed to hit your children then i was like mm, i, I kind of started reading a little born opening my mind and going right. to therapy and it's like no i think we should have conversations and guide her now every now and again you know i might have to like literally remove her from situations but at the end of the day i don't feel the need to hit my child and yeah i mean mm-hmm. i know you got to know your children because uh, mm-hmm. My my parents whooped ass. My yeah. dad, I used and, to get my and, ass whooped and, and, and all the time. Yes, it absolutely worked for me. It worked, but not for my brother. Right, he right, just, right. He just kept wild. You got to you know, know you, so. just like yeah. And I, and I relate everything. To, I relate everything to sports. Right. You coach, you coach your players differently. Yep. One responds different than the other one. You yep. you parent your children differently. You got to find those buttons. You do. Press. You do. You got to find out what's important to that child and how you, you how they're gonna respond. Yeah. You got to guide them because you're you're the overall. You're the last line of defense, pretty much. No, you're the first line of defense. First and last. First and last. <laughs> like, first and last. Yeah, I'm the advocate. I'm the protector. You're everything. Like, because you love that child more than life. So in saying that, nobody out there, outside of those doors that, you, you know, four walls when you with them, is going to love them like you. So it's kind of like you, you got to give them everything you got and try to guide them in the right direction. But like I said, the problem is a lot of our households, and even – in D Wade's household, for example, because from what I'm seeing, the mom is still calling him he. Yeah, the biological mom. Biological yeah. mother still yeah, calling she him don't he. Identify. So they're not on the same page, Correct. and it's kind of like it's like. But but, but 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 let's be honest. Like if you know Dwayne Wade's history with his um, baby moms, that thing has been rocky since like Forever. high school. You know what I'm saying? Forever. So that's a little different. So let, let 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 me ask this question. Let me put this out here to the to the panel. Um. How do you think transgender, just in general, is viewed in black culture? For a long time, well, you know, for forever it was taboo. It was like that was some stuff, you know, that wasn't accepted whatsoever at all. Mm-hmm. In 2020, it's being shoved down your throat. So you ain't got no choice but to be accepted, period. Because mm-hmm. it's everywhere now. Yeah, there's definitely an agenda to effeminize. Yes, it is. 100%. It's been that way for a long time, though. Like 100%. they used to put, or still do put, a lot of our black comedians in dresses and it's supposed to be yes funny mm-hmm. impersonating it, women yeah and it's time. being it's being shoved it's being it's been shoved on you now and it's and, and i think i talked about it on on something else where i was saying where you know like once again i have no problem with nothing but it's to the point now where you ain't cool if you're not you know what i'm saying that's that's, mm. that's it's kind of like how they trying to put it because the pendulum always swing to the opposite direction mm-hmm so it's never gonna like falter in the middle, like it goes from where it should be right. to the next. So mm-hmm. it went from it being one hundred percent socially unacceptable by the general school of thought to one hundred percent socially acceptable. Right. And if you if you're not 
in tune with it then everybody look at you and everybody is scared to speak because there's so much scrutiny you don't know who you're going to offend and right even in trying not to offend people you still offend people right um but that's why i say the power is just being unapologetically you uh, I have no qualms about having these types of conversations because I'm rooted in who I am. Right. I can still respect you and your position and disagree. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? mm-hmm. So that's that's just how I lead. That's just how, I, and I find myself having these conversations more and more. But because it's because it's so prevalent, you can't ignore it. It's 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 definitely. Um, an agenda you see it too much mm-hmm. you see it too much for it to be happenstance it's or in cartoons just, just just the way it is it's yeah everywhere. So everything could, the cartoons was like wow you know what i'm saying it it's 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 everywhere and when you get into speaking of the entertainment industry once you start operating in those levels you realize one it's a very small community but most of them live some form of an alternative lifestyle whether in the open or in secrecy mm-hmm. so it's they're the ones in positions of power yes so they'll control the narrative and that and that's why you subsequently see it more and more because the people that's running the show um you know they put it's, certain it's been like that throughout history and that's, it's that's been like new yep it's been mm-hmm. like that it's egyptians just, mm-hmm. it's, like like you could go all we have a you bigger have outlet now where it's easier in, in to term, see it well not necessarily transgendered but same sex yeah, you still gonna have to show me that. I always say like I'm interested to see um, what that look like because like the so I'll make this point. I've never been exposed to anything that wasn't revisionist Anglo-European scope of our history pertaining to like you oh, never yeah, see homosexuality true. displayed in any manner in Africa outside of what they gonna say Sodom and Gomorrah and that was the time of the Bible. And so what's the real location of that? And we know even the Bible, as it's been transcribed to us, is still a European interpretation. So what view do we have of the history of us as a people that's not through the scope of a European lens? Yes, mm. 100% facts. So yeah, that's I what I say. So, so when you talk about <laughs> yeah, okay. how prevalent homosexuality was in, in, in that type of behavior, so in what parts of Africa? Well, I feel, like, we I feel like number one is netting new under the sun. Like... That's fair. I mean, just 100%. That's fair. And when you talk about people's sexuality, mm-hmm. I don't think people choose that. You I know agree what I'm saying? With that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there was homosexuality in Africa. Like, we not. Okay. We all humans. Like, we different, of course, mm-hmm. melanated people, but right. we still human beings. And okay. so, our people, we didn't write stuff down. That's just known. We passed our history orally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anything written about africa you write is coming from a white person's perspective because mm-hmm. we didn't write anything there everything was passed mm-hmm. and so us here in america's black people we don't have that history because it was it wasn't passed you know mm-hmm. it got stopped yeah so and and uh revised because that's a, one thing that i've been taking time to learn now uh i just went back and revisited um uh, just the origins of who we are as a people, understanding not only you you hear the terminology because this is so everything we live in a social media generation now so everything is sensationalized right so I remember when um, the the terminology woke didn't carry a negative stigma <laughs> like like it wasn't like now people don't even want to be like I'm woke because it's so oversaturated it's like what that look like. 
now. Yeah. Like the word toxic. Right. Right. <laughs> it's just over. Toxic. Yeah. It's just oversaturated. But um, you hear people, more and more people talking about the Moors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when and, and so it's like, OK, what research do you do on that? And then even um, exploration and understanding how our influence as black people from the continent of Africa, how did it spread? And so that's what I've been doing a lot of research on, just trying to figure that out. And a lot of what it seemed like from what I'm gathering, uh, we were and always have been a people that, that went and moved with a certain genuineness and generosity. Mm-hmm. So it was like, let me put you on game. When the, the Moors first got to what's now areas of Spain and Europe, um, Italy, uh, these folks didn't have no, they was literally in, in caves pretty much. Yeah. Right. They didn't they have no culture. form of civilization whatsoever. Yeah, and they like, culture. man, y'all living like this? Hold mm. on, let me put you on game. Let me give you mathematics. Let me give you science. Let me, like, literally. And let me they wrote it down. Let me give you philosophy. And they literally put them on game. We gave the world civilization. So everything you see today is a variation of how we were governed. Of course, it's been, you know, watered yeah. down or scrutinized mm-hmm. or, you know, made into what it is. But I, but I say all that to say, I mean, the power of our influence, when you start learning more and more about the history like we literally are responsible for like what it means to be civilized because before that like i always said a comedian joked around said when the last time you seen a group of niggas die <laughs> like look look throughout <laughs> history hurricane katrina couldn't kill a group of niggas and i thought it was funny but when you let, when you think about it though before colonialism and colonization name a time in history where you hear large numbers of people in the continent dying of any form of history is is you again we allude back to the bible when you hear about the plagues and stuff like that but that's still even a version of again revisionist history stories right so but i could tell you about the hundred year war i could tell you about the holy wars in, in the medieval times i could tell you about black death that killed a third of the population of europe to famine and disease like you hear it all the time so how in 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 european spaces in, in versions of history, so how we were we able to operate as as black people in the continent of Africa in a manner where we can create a civilization and we had medical, we had doctors, we had science, we had all of these different things, and we lived civilized for all of this time. And now, when you hear stories, all of the propaganda you see about Africa is desolation and. And all of that nonsense. Meanwhile, they're right. stealing our resources. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So you learn, man, you learn. I've been learning so much. And this has been like, I'm going to say, like in the last three months, oh, I've wow. been I've been doing all of this research and trying to get all of this information. And I'm learning, like, I always knew of the, and not to get too deep, I'll, I'll cut it short, but, like, I, I encourage everybody to research what the Berlin Conference was. <laughs> and I just started finding out, like, the, the World War One was the re- was the residue of like world war one was about africa yeah germany got left out chopping it up right germany got left out of like the berlin conference they literally said the european nation germany said y'all come to berlin we we found some stuff let's meet about it all of the european nations came to berlin and they divided africa up like pie yeah 
and, and, and the, the portion of Africa that Germany got was the Congo. We now know the Congo is the most resource-rich part of Africa, one of, for today's technology. In 1900, they was like, what the fuck is this? We have no use for this because they didn't. They didn't even know what they had. Yeah. So they felt like they we the one called y'all motherfuckers over slighted. here and we got yeah. the short end of the stick. Yeah. But they don't just so just learning all that, man, it's crazy. You go down the rabbit hole, it's crazy, but it's so much information. But I still say that to say just to tie it back, I think the power is in self-identity. The power is to be able to understand who we are, uh, understand the why and, and how you lead, lead your life. And I think that helps to answer a lot of the confusions or the questions that people have when they go in this walk. Because I feel like everybody want the same things on a fundamental level. They want to be happy. They want to be understood. Mm -hmm. They want to have purpose. And All be of accepted. Those things. Be accepted. And so when you have, when you given that foundation, you can lead your life more freely in that manner. But a lot of us don't have the privilege of that. So, so many circumstances affect how we view ourselves or understand what we went through. And so then we go searching. And I believe in that we usually find maybe, we may find the right thing, but usually we find things we don't need to fill these voids. I have a hard time understanding where you draw the line in the sand. Because if I say I was born this way, right which is the justification mm -hmm. and you're entitled to feel that way then why don't why isn't there the same social acceptance for pedophilia why can't they be born that way why isn't that socially acceptable and when you say you're not every, gonna touch it's my a, child but see that, <laughs> but listen that's the general conception but if i genuinely feel like i was born this way who are you to tell me that I'm not? Why don't I because have a Because it's my space? child. Mm -hmm. But why don't I have a Because it's my child. No, but your child have the autonomy to choose which gender they want to be. They, they no, have they, the autonomy to choose which preference that they have. Why can't I have the same autonomy? That's why I can't understand it. That's the only thing that don't register. Because it's like, it, it's only one-sided. It's like, my child has the autonomy to pick. My child can, can, can decide what mm -hmm. preference and what gender they want. But T.I. don't have the autonomy as a parent to say, I'm going to accompany my daughter to. That, that, no, that's overstepping your boundaries. Who's creating these She was lines? 18. Who's creating Or these? she is 18. But even before she was 18, not to get, use that as an example, not to get I know. in depth. Mm -hmm. He wasn't the, uh, the doctor performing the procedures. But I'm just saying in general, right? Well, well, Who draw these lines in the sand? It's just that was, like. That was more we, about ownership, owning somebody's body. And mm -hmm. that's like slavery, like. You you your own person. You don't do that to your kids. Yeah, not to your children. Like your I mean, you don't do it to you don't do it to anybody. But that was more people took issue with that, and I took issue with that because that was more of an ownership thing. Like he was displaying ownership and dominance in a situation where that was not needed or warranted. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and then and my, he publicized but that's only it. by your standards. I think his only to me his only fallacy was publicizing it because yep. you didn't think about your daughter and her experience in that moment mm -hmm. because. That, it was so about T.I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so about T.I. That's where I find fallacy. But it, again, going with the same general school of thought, who determines that, though? Who determines it, it, he overstepped his boundaries? You're 100% right. It, but but we also have to like Women. understand... <laughs> we are, we have to understand societal norms and they change, right? Mm -hmm. Because like how you were talking about ancient civilizations, mm -hmm. they had certain rules and guidelines. Right, that was and, completely and, socially acceptable. 
it, which will be and it's totally not now. So no, one hundred percent, right? Because because certain things mm-hmm. they just change with generations, right. Right. and certain things that were acceptable in the sixties they ain't not acceptable in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's reality. So yeah. so like the pedophilia and stuff like that. I think you make a great point. Like. If if we can have autonomy on choosing what our gender is, even though we're born a particular way, why can't we just identify with pedophilia and other things? And, and I'm not saying that it's either right or wrong. Right, right. right. I'm, I'm not we saying definitely don't want to tell yeah. like we promoting no, it. No, no, we're not, we're not promoting is. it. But just just for the sake of the conversation, right? For conversation's sake, yeah. For conversation's sake, I understand where where like where you're coming from in the argument that you're posing. And I don't know who makes it right or wrong. We just know that it's wrong. Right. It's just right. enough people. It, you just have to have enough right. people to so, say it's yeah. wrong. Then it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so this is the game that we got to play by. So respectfully. So now because this is how we play in the game now and the rules is constantly changing, then we have to respect Dwayne Wade's decision as a father 100%. to accept it. We have to mm-hmm. respect the child's decision. And until that tide change, that's just the game that we play. But yes. in the same token, all I ask is for the same autonomy to be respectfully, to be who I am and who I want to be in this life without interruption. 100%. Because I'm not interrupting on what you're doing. And I think it's no balance. Right. Yeah. That's the problem with the status quo. There is no balance. It's mm-hmm. either I'm right and you're wrong or you're wrong and I'm right or however you want to say it. We can't agree to disagree. It's no, it's, it's no right. balance and we yeah. should never. That's, that's how humans have always been. True indeed. That's why wars start. Yeah. I mean, just look at religion. It's the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, a war definitely started if somebody thought it would be okay to touch my child. Well, <laughs> we already know you're going to burn the whole motherfucker down. No, but that's everything. I'm with you. Because as a parent, you're going to protect your child. So yes. that's understood. But I mean, like, if, you, if you're if you saying, like, it just takes enough people, then who's going to be okay with saying this grown-ass man or woman can... And I think pedophilia just sometimes not it's not. Just, but see, again, it's not just men sometimes either. Sometimes it's not a grown ass man or woman. Sometimes they're thirteen and your child is six. Mm-hmm. Then what? Is that pedophilia? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still is. Well, yeah. I guess so, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's just it's it's I, like. And I guess more more. Hundred years ago, it wasn't a, the this conversation wasn't even a thought. Like, psh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. That ain't gonna never be the social standard. This wasn't even a conversation to me ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, you done made it deep on me, bro. Because I'm thinking now, like what 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 I took from that was not the not even the pedophilia part, is the act, but the fact that are you born that way? Not even the act. Well, of people it. are saying that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and that's then the doctors part are I never trying thought to about diagnose it as an actual disease yeah. and kind of make it like okay. Yeah, they, yeah. I never thought it about not, it that way. As, as scary as it may sound, believe it or not, there is uh, of course an extreme minority of people that. It wanted to be recognized in the same vein as the lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual community. They They're gonna add to a piece to it. Um, now I don't think <laughs> they pushing for it, but I don't. I don't know how much traction it's gonna get. But I don't think South the, Park was talking about this like twenty years ago. Yeah. Oh Amber. man. Yeah. yeah. Everything I mean, that happened on South Park. But I mean, they was pulling it from. Like real life shit. Exactly. Yeah. And people was laughing at it like it was bullshit, but it right. was like, no, this yeah. shit is real. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I mean it's the the I mean it's certain things that goes without saying. Obviously there's a predatory element that's unacceptable when you pray. Like you're praying on that's that's yeah. just unacceptable, right? From mm-hmm. the general school of thought. Right. That's understood. But when you have a young child that's usually 
they they have these ideas because they have experienced some. Tr- that's usually the what pathology. Yeah. Not saying it's true for everybody. You have to click because they think take everything so literally. So somebody to hear this and take it literally. No, there's always margin for error. I'm not talking about everybody, but more often than not, it's usually the result of them reenacting or playing out a trauma that they've experienced. Right. And so then it becomes, how do you deal with it in that moment? Will you have that same level of understanding that this is something real that they're dealing with because they feel like they were born this way because who wouldn't? Like, why would I? Who in their right mind would do something like this? Mm -hmm. I had to be born this way. And that's usually the arguments that, that you see. And that's why I say, like, usually one lends itself to another. So if no lines are drawn in the sand and nobody have any control other than just the way the social, you know, wind sock blow from back and forth, right? Then who's the one, who are we to say that it's wrong? Other than enough people saying, nah, we just not going to rock like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's why you have to be careful. I just feel it's a universal law, a universal principle that's that's governed by the spirit. Maybe that's a little bit too much. But I just feel that like it's, it's intuitive. Yeah, you like should be kind to all people, whoever they are. You should that should just be something that's natural to you. That's why we all have the power of a choice, and we know right from wrong. And I think the the right from wrong is just being kind and being and having morals and knowing what your morals yeah, are. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I always say the answer to everything is just like you know treat everybody how you want to be treated, and and you know try to lend that respect. And you know it get in some situations it's difficult for some people. But I've gotten success in my personal life by living that way. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 everybody gets a certain level of respect just because you're a human being. And I'm going to give you that respect and decency. Now, you can do things to show me otherwise. Then I will remove myself from a room with you before I feel like I have to disrespect you. So many steps that I could take before mm-hmm. going to that level. And I'll try to exercise those uh, as best I can. But I just feel like if you treat everybody how you want to, if everybody treated everybody the way they want to be treated We'd i be think a it, place. right i think it would yeah. just be a different level of understanding we, 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 we would have a better place to to live mm-hmm. in and i think a lot of people um a lot of things that we deal with we wouldn't deal with but obviously not everybody's on the same wavelength yeah, yeah you know yeah. And, and because and that's people want to feel part. special mm-hmm. like they better than somebody <laughs> yeah, yeah they do no, i mean that's they do yeah that's yeah facts. That, 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 and that's just humanity yeah and they say every section of humanity yeah they fit they Humans want to subjugate another human because mm-hmm. they want to feel special. But man, um, this conversation definitely took a turn. I didn't know it was gonna <laughs> go. You know what I'm saying? But definitely good conversation. For sure. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back to one gotta go. Everybody's favorite. Hey, <laughs> what we talking about? Real shit. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All right. And we're back. And we're about to finish out the show with everybody's favorite part of the show. One's gotta go. Hey. All right. So this one, I came up with nothing but Spanish islands. Because I, I, I definitely thought we were going to have a, a particular other guest. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's why I wore my shirt, too. You know what I'm hey, saying? Yeah, we know I your choice. What is. <laughs> we, know, we know what's not going to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. You already know what's not. Because, <laughs> right. I let that go. I wouldn't be here. Right. All right. So, one got to go. 
Um, the first choice is Puerto Rico. Number two is Cuba. Number three is the Dominican Republic. Number four is Anguilla. Anguilla, if I have to say it in the Spanish way. Right, right, right. What you got, Brandy? Which, which one got to go? She got, she got, she got to look back down. She got to, <laughs> like, damn, which one got to go? No, um. She going to say Anguilla. No, I like Anguilla. Listen, I like Anguilla. I have family from Anguilla. Oh, okay. So, definitely not that. Um. I would say Puerto Rico. Mm. That's cold. I'm glad wow. we don't have that other guest here. I know. <laughs> it would have been a cat fight. It would have been a cat fight. Why, why are you letting go Puerto Rico? I mean, I have, I've been to Puerto Rico a, quite a few times. I mean, I have mm. really good memories there, but I mean, <laughs> it's U.S. territory, not that much. It's, it wasn't really that exciting to me. So, mm. What about you? Well, I was going to say Anguilla because that's what I know the least about. <laughs> mm. That's and well, it's beautiful. It though. is beautiful. Though. It I know. I looked beautiful. it up just now, and I'm like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like the sunset. I can't there. say Cuba because FIFA pays I kind of thought about Cuba. I was like, they still, they kind of behind in times a little bit. They are, but you know, but I think that that's, that's what makes fault, Cuba though. a little bit beautiful, though, right? Like mm. it's a time capsule. You go there. Like I, the last time I was there, I'm shit. I'm about to be 36 this year last time i was there i was like 14 15 and um like even back then like the cars were from the 50s like like look i i had my uncle i can't remember what type of car he had i just remember it was a big green joint with with the damn with, headlight was right in the middle it had three mm-hmm. headlights it was one of those old joints mm-hmm. and um i wake up in the morning and he's with a green banana under the hood like this and i'm like what the hell? I go get my mom. I like, yo, um, what's he doing up under the hood with a banana? Right. So she's like, she walks out and she's like, I don't know what the hell. So we ask him. And he was like, I'm fixing a radiator hose. And we're like, how how do you fix it with a banana? And he's like, because um the green banana is so it's not ripe, it hardens. So if you have a hole or something, you put enough it banana plugs. on there, you let it, you know, cool down, mm-hmm. it's going to harden and it holds. So you talking about, and this is like back in like, you know, damn the 90s, early 2000s, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 years later, they still have to figure out how to make these cars run. You know what I'm saying? So the ingenuity that they it, have, yeah. what happened? Because they can't get parts. Because right. they can't get parts. They mm. don't even have really like oil. You know what I'm saying? So they have been able to maintain for years. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Decades. These cars from the '50s, and so, it, so, so to me, man, like, like it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I, there's no way I, I could get rid of Cuba, bro. Like, just, just the ingenuity alone is right. is ridiculous. That's why I said let's keep. You know, we'll get rid of Puerto Rico. Sorry, um, guess it's not here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What about you, K Nels? I'll go last. Um. I'm gonna say the DR. D-R-Y. Because yeah, I got to pick one. I really wouldn't I get rid of any of them, but right. yeah. I'm forced to pick so one. So, pick one. you know, they, right. they got the fake lick over there that's, that's, that's killing Yeah, that should have been, <laughs> that that been the fake, one. They, they yeah. got the fake lick over there that's killing yeah. people. Oh. I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 we talked about it on the show one time. DR got a lot of issues Remember all the people were dying? 
You remember how I said everything's a blur right now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they killing black people Exactly. I was like, I didn't want to get political. I was like, let's keep the mood light because the DR is a whole other world. It is. Him and Haiti share an island and you would think that like. Yeah, and, and well, it's that's crazy. why I didn't because Haiti's like right next door. Well, I guess it wouldn't. Cancel yeah, and, it. and the crazy thing is, is like they don't really like each other. Yeah. It's two completely separate. Yeah. It, it's 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 a lot that goes on the yeah. island of yeah. Hispaniola. Um, yeah. For me, I'm gonna get rid of Puerto Rico, and I have great memories too. I just went there for my second anniversary. Um, oh, I was just there. Yeah, I, I was. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm gonna say it is because they jocking our flag. <laughs> oh wow! They, they jogging our flag. It is what it so, is. So, 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 Y'all got beef? Y'all got beef for that? Yeah. No, oh, not I, really. I learned. I learned that recently. I Y'all want to like, wrestle oh, it out? That's really a thing. Like, so one part of the flag is blue, the other part mm-hmm. of the flag is red. red. Yep. But other than that, it's the same. Yeah, it is the same. But you know, like when when, we, when me and my wife was up there, man, some of the best, like just Spanish food. You the know food is amazing. Yeah, the yeah. food's amazing. Um, but just like just like Cuba, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if any of y'all been to Cuba, but like, you know, my mama, she she still throw down. My grandma's no longer here. She used to be able to throw down my aunties and shit. But like you go to Cuba, man, look, you ain't never had no like is a Cuba spot here that's Poppies, it it it's it, it, it's okay. We like, gotta go, huh? We gotta go. We gotta go. It's good. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah, poppies, pop, poppies good. is good. Like poppies. Um, certain ones are better than others. To mm-hmm. me, I think the the most authentic one, believe it or not, is in Kennesaw. Um, the, That's the one I go to. <laughs> so it's good as hell. Um, the one in Midtown is cool, but I'm not gonna front. If you want real authentic Cuban food without having to go to Cuba, Miami, Miami, yeah, Miami. any yeah. damn restaurant, the, the most hole in the wall place. Mm-hmm. That looks like it's like, probably the best. Yeah. It's the so, best. So yeah, man. Um, again, K Nels, thank you for coming through. Sure, I appreciate y'all um, for having me. Man, you 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 made you you made our show a lot deeper. I don't think we've ever. <laughs> yeah, we never like got that. that we, we never had a guest like, like that. Yeah. So yeah, so let I, me go home and open no, up. No, 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 no. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because because it shows the diversity in in the show. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's why it's called Black Korea. It's mm-hmm. not just about being Black or Korean. We ain't got no damn Koreans on the show. But you know what I'm saying? We we were able. What's up? Shout out to us doing our second podcast on Black History Month with all the blacks. Yeah, bro. <laughs> if I'm hosting, it's going to be a black show. Right, right, right. It is exactly. what it is. But, um, you know, uh, I've been your host, FIFA 24-7. Your guy, Shelton J. It's your girl, Brandy Amanda. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Hey. Show. You're real. You're real.